I'm Eric Whitehill, and this is the Elementary Music Life Podcast, with thoughts about the process, the joys, the issues, and the fun of teaching elementary music. Also sharing original material and hopefully inspiring music teachers to change the world. Season 1, Episode 1. In this podcast, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to give you a little background, a little biography, telling you how I ended up living the elementary music life in the first place. And also, for those of you who don't know me, to build a little credibility, I'll be honest. And then I'm going to just do a little encouragement for all of us as we continue to struggle to teach music in this really weird time of pandemic. Well, first of all, welcome to my very first ever podcast. I'm really excited about the potential and all the things that can happen that are going to be good. But before we get to the music stuff, I thought you might appreciate knowing a little bit about my musical background. In other words, what brought me to this place where you and I are together at this moment in time. When I was a kid in Iowa, I found the piano. Or maybe it found me, I'm not sure. It certainly was not love at first sight. My mom insisted that I take piano lessons, but <laughs> the practicing, oh, I wasn't about that. But she was clever, and she said that I could quit piano when I could play Rhapsody in Blue. I had no idea what that was, but six-year-old me thought that seemed reasonable, and in a couple of years I'll get that down, and then I can quit and go on my merry way. Needless to say, I didn't quit. I can remember a few years later, my piano teacher having a pops recital. We got to dress up in costumes that matched our song. I played an arrangement of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, wearing my yellow t-shirt and my hair all slicked back so I'd look bald. And to my surprise, the recital was really fun. Suddenly I made the connection that I could play songs that I liked with the skills that I had. and That was bliss. Everything changed in that moment. Playing the piano became my favorite thing to do in the whole world. Just ask my sister Dottie, who had to endure hundreds of hours of my percussive playing. My skills grew, but I could not play Rhapsody in Blue, and I still can't. Hence, I'm still in music. <laughs> oh my goodness, that 16th note section with the hands crossing over, oh goodness gracious, no. Anyway... In middle school, I started accompanying choirs, and I fell in love with choral music and collaborative piano. In high school, music was my whole world. I sang in every choir, all the regionals and all states. I played trombone and was a drum major in band. I was the pianist in the jazz band. I sang and tap-danced my heart out in show choir. I had a role in every musical and play and I accompanied everything I could get my hands on. It seemed a given that I would pursue a music degree in college, and I did. I went to Luther College in Decorah, Iowa, where I got a music degree, and I studied with Dennis Darling for music education and Maurice Monhart for composing and choral methods with Weston Noble. Being in Nordic choir 
opened for me a glorious portal of choral music. It forever changed me. I was certain that I would become a high school choir director. I spent my four college summers as a counselor with Ingham Okaboji Camping Ministries in central Iowa. I worked primarily with elementary kids and honed my skills as a leader of songs and activities. Working at camp was an amazing experience. I grew in so many ways. I played the guitar, and I loved working with elementary-age children. I also found a real connection with worship leadership and faith formation around a campfire. I know a lot of you know what that means. At one point, I even considered applying for an all-year camp job for my career. When I was a senior at Luther, I was recruited by Carol Lee Aronson for a church music position at King of Glory Lutheran Church in Tempe, Arizona. I never imagined in my wildest dreams that I would live in the desert southwest, but it seemed like the perfect marriage of all my skills. I would be a collaborative pianist, a choral director, a campfire song leader, a drama teacher, a composer in residence, and a worship planner and leader. So, in 1996, I moved to Arizona, and I was the full-time associate director of music ministries at King of Glory for 11 years. In 2007, I started teaching in Tempe Elementary School District. I began with middle school choir and guitar for three years, and then moved to the exciting world of K-5 music in 2010, and I've been doing that ever since. After my first day of teaching elementary kids, I knew I'd found it. My calling, my vocation, whatever you want to call it. It was a really satisfying moment in time. And then, things exploded. My classes were really successful. Children by the hundreds were buying into what I was offering. I was getting great feedback from my administrators and from my colleagues, and things were just really wonderful. And then I went through ORF certification at Arizona State University, and that gave me even more focus and drive. Then my compositions began to get published. My monkey puppet Larry took the world by storm, and here I am. I love the elementary music life, and I bring to it the sum of all these experiences. And now this podcast, too. This podcast is hosted by the good people at Buzzsprout. I'm hoping it will grow into something useful and edifying. I hope to create new episodes twice a month or so. There will also be useful discussion, maybe some guests and interviews, contests, downloads. We'll see. 
In time, I'm hoping for the possibility of distribution through well-known podcast directories and sponsors. Since I am my own sponsor presently, let me take a moment to shamelessly plug my published work. <laughs> I have 17 choral pieces published by Heritage Music Press under the Lorenz umbrella. There are pieces for Unison Choir, SA, SSA, three-part mixed, men's ensemble, and SATB. I also have two K2 children's musicals in the Heritage catalog. Two of my handbell arrangements are available from AGEHR. Choristers Guild has published three of my two-part sacred choral literature for children and two youth musicals. My most recent publication is an elementary general music resource book called Can We Do It Again? from Heritage Music Press. This book contains original lesson plans from my decade of teaching general music. All of my published work is listed and linked on my website, whitehill-composer.com. I invite you to check it out. So let me get this straight. I'm not supposed to sing or have students sing because singing is a COVID-19 super spreading activity. I am supposed to keep students socially distant and not have them move around much. Also, there's not a lot of extra time in the schedule to sanitize instruments between classes, so I can't really use those either. So in summary, we shouldn't sing, move, or play instruments in general music. So, uh, what are we supposed to do? In my district, for the most part, specials are being taught non-synchronously this quarter. So, my fellow music teachers and I have been learning how to create digital interactive lessons using Google Classroom and Google Slides and Google Forms and Pear Deck and Screencastify and Flipgrid and QuickTime and iMovie and YouTube. And this list doesn't include tools for streaming in real time that many of you are needing to do with Google Meets and Zoom and all those kinds of things. All this technology is daunting, even for people who are pretty competent. I liken it to speaking a language. If you've been speaking Spanish as a second language your whole life, and you were asked to give a rigorous, engaging, and content-filled lecture to your students in Spanish, it wouldn't necessarily be easy, but you could do it. If you'd only been speaking Spanish for a year or less and were asked to do the same thing, it would be really difficult and stressful, regardless of how much you know your area of expertise. This is where we are. We know general music. We know student engagement and rigor. We know scaffolding. We know scope and sequence. We know assessment. But the lens of our teacher tech knowledge is the only portal students have to look through to access and apply what we know. How clearly focused is that lens? That is the frustrating and at times infuriating question of 2020 fall. I can't tell you how to best function as an elementary teacher right now. All of our situations are different. I will dedicate time in future episodes to ideas for teaching both digitally and in person given the pandemic parameters. But for right now, I want to spend a few minutes encouraging you in these tough times. 
I heard Manny Scott speak at a district rally a few years ago. He told a story about a time he was asked how to get through to kids who felt beaten by the system, apathetic, lost, and hopeless. He answered by saying, You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And as he told us the story, he went on to talk about how there was a man in the back who stood up and said, It's true, you can't make a horse drink, but you can give them a salt lick that'll make them want to drink. Can we still be the salt that makes students want to learn? Even when live streaming or creating online interactive lessons or with masked students on their socially distant sit spots? Yes! Be the salt! Always be the salt! You have a wondrous gift in you. It overshadows technical difficulties. The students want us to do what we do and they overlook our webcam insecurities. Our students need us. They need us desperately. This pandemic has been really hard on them. They may not even realize how traumatic this time has been for them yet. We must listen. We must radiate love. We must give them the means for musical expression more now than ever before. And here's the kicker. You can do it. You totally can. Music teachers are wondrous beings made of salt and light. You wouldn't be a music teacher if you didn't see the value of the content you bring to the lives of children. We are no less a part of that elite team dedicated to the arduous task of changing and saving lives when viewed on a screen or seen through fogged glasses on a masked face. Be kind to yourself. Even on your worst day, you are the best part of someone else's day. Every single day. Keep plugging away at your tech challenges. Your glorious musical content will transcend your current delivery issues. It will. Keep going. Drink water. Sleep. Eat well. You've got this. You are enough. You are valuable. You will endure this crazy time. Your students will be right there with you. You have faith in them. They have faith in you. Keep going. You've got this. This concludes my first podcast. Stay tuned for another episode very soon. This one will be full of ideas, strategies, and activities for synchronous and non-synchronous music teaching in this crazy COVID-19 time. I'll also tell some hilarious student stories, because I think we need them right now, and at least I think they're funny. I guess we'll see. Hope you can join me. Until then, this is Eric Whitehill, encouraging you to keep living the elementary music life, and take care. <laughs>